Holla! It is Pavel Zaka Day here on Locked On Boston Bruins. We're taking a look back at his season and whether or not he will take on a prominent role with this team in 2023-24. Let's get into it on a new episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be. Today is Wednesday, May 17th, and I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins part of your day, every day, free and available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today on the podcast, we're continuing our player review series and focusing specifically on Pavel Zaka. Now you can tell in my voice, it's also... Locked on allergy season. Woke up this morning. My eyes were red, puffy, watery. Couldn't breathe out of my nose. Still having problems. But this is a daily show and we won't let that stop us. A quick reminder, you can find the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at LockedNHLBruins. And you can find me, my dad jokes, hockey tweets, at Ian C. McLaren. All right, let's get into Pavel Zaka, shall we? And last offseason, general manager Don Sweeney pulled off a very savvy move with the New Jersey Devils, sending Eric Howla to New Jersey in exchange for Pavel Zaka. Now... Howla had played second-line center for the Boston Bruins last season with David Krejci back over in Czechia. Charlie Coyle, best shooter line center role last season. By pulling off this trade, Don Sweeney added a guy who was six years younger and also now has two players from the 2015 NHL draft first round in the top six. As maligned as the Bruins were for passing over Kyle Connor, Matt Barzell, etc. They were able to flip a guy in his 30s for a top 10 pick from that draft and a guy who proved to be very effective for the Boston Bruins in his first season. What went well for Zaka? Well, it was his first fully healthy season. First season in which he played a full 82 games. That helped him establish career highs in goals, assists, and points. He had 21 goals, 36 assists, And 57 points. His previous career highs in each of those categories was 17 goals, 24 assists, and 36 points. So he smashed his 
points high by 21 or more goals, more assists than previous career highs. Just a fantastic season for Pavel Zaka. Now, again, he did play a full 82 games. So you would think that perhaps that was a big boost in terms of his uh, averages, but he also established career highs in uh, points per game, actually tying his previous career high in points per game at 0.7. 0.44 assists per game was a high. His goals per game was a bit down, and we'll talk about that coming up in uh, perhaps what didn't go well or were areas of growth. But he had 0.26 goals per game, 21 total goals. He had 0.34 goals per game back in 2020-21. 14 goals scored in uh, 50 games that season. Actually, sorry, 17 goals in 50 games that season. So overall... A very good season for Zaka in black and gold, establishing career highs in goals, assists, and points. He also had uh, a very effective season just uh, overall for the Boston Bruins. I'm just looking up his, his power play stats here. He had uh, three goals, five assists on the power play, eight total points which was a bit down for him, but he, I don't, you know, playing on the Boston Bruins, you're not always going to get that prime power play time, especially with Bergeron and Krejci still in the lineup. In terms of his first season in Boston, Zaka said it was great. Personally, helped him a lot for his growth as a player and as a person to be a member of the Boston Bruins, great leaders the whole season, and being able to learn from Bergeron, Krejci, and Marshawn, these guys, it was great for me, he said. Quote, to grow as a player and the team that we had, I am never going to forget, and I think it was a special group. And for me, to start my first season here as a Bruin, and this team was something special. Just wish we played a bit longer. Now, again, in that trade with the Devils, the Bruins got a guy who's 60 years younger and added 15 more points to the lineup and also a guy who will be around for a handful more years, as we'll talk about later. But overall, first impressions, you know, when the Bruins traded for Zaka, a lot of Devils fans were saying, good luck with that guy. He's a bust. Uh, never really going to amount to much, but we saw him as a, emerge as a top six forward, playing primarily left wing, but could step in at center and could be asked to play a bigger role there as early as next season. And we'll, and we'll talk about areas of growth and perhaps what didn't go well for Zaka here in a moment. But first, a quick word about one of today's sponsors which is eBay Motors. Now, eBay Motors is the place to go to build a winning vehicle. It's all about getting 
the right parts, the right fit. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit, or your money back. They have over 122 million parts to choose from, so you'll be back on the road in no time. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. The eBay Guaranteed Fit is available only to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions do apply, but let's ride with ebaymotors.com. Thank you so much once again for making Locked On Boston Bruins part of your day every single day. Free and available wherever you get podcasts. And everydayers can expect continued player in reviews uh, through the rest of the week, starting tomorrow with a look at Charlie McAvoy. Let's return to Pavel Zaka and talk about perhaps what didn't go well in some areas for growth. One thing I would like to see Zaka do a bit more next season is shoot the puck. He averaged only 1.6 shots per game, and that was half a shot per game fewer than his last season in New Jersey. The reason he got a career high in goals is because his shooting percentage was way up over his career average. Uh, I think his shooting percentage was somewhere around 16%, and his career average is 11.6%. So very much inflated. The previous season, it was 10.1. The season in which he had the 17 goals and the higher goals per game, he had a shooting percentage of 16.5%. So in order for Zaka to maintain that 20 goal threshold, he's going to need to shoot more uh, in coming seasons. He, he needs to approach, yeah, just higher levels of total shots. Only 131 this past season. His career high was 148. He's never been a high-volume shooter, but we saw when he does shoot the puck, he he has a pretty good zip on it, and he needs to shoot the puck with a bit more regularity, in my opinion. His face-offs also need some work as well. If he is indeed going to be thrust into a top-six center role, then a 45.3% success rate simply uh simply won't cut it he uh won 134 faceoffs lost 162 last season and uh below 50% for the first time in the past few seasons he had a 51.5% success rate back in 2020 21 and that's an area where the bruins really dropped off trading uh, Zaka for, for Hala. Hala was a much better face-off man for the New Jersey Devils this past season. Uh, I did have a comparison up here. Let me pull it up once again. And uh, you can see how much better Hala was in the face-off circle. Hala won 
573 face-offs for the Devils, a 54.2 success rate, almost 9% higher than uh, Pavel Zaka. So that is going to be an area where he will really need to improve if indeed he is going to be a top six center for the Boston Bruins next season. Um, those are pretty much the biggest things that didn't go well. Howla also for New Jersey, more physical. He had more hits, more blocks, and more shots. So Zaka, you'd like to see him add some of those more intangibles to his game as well. Mixing it up a bit more physically, putting his body on the line to block some shots, and uh, getting more shots on goal as well. Those are some of my criticisms in terms of uh, Pavel Zaka. He had a 52.5% Corsi rating, which was down for 571 the year before. That whole line, like I talked about yesterday on the David Creechy episode, not very strong in terms of suppressing the opposition, but they did have a good um, goal differential. So it kind of made up for it that way. It'll be interesting to see how Pavel Zaka can be a driver on a line as the center. He should be well-primed for success if he remains with David Pasternak. Could be a situation where you have Zaka, Pasternak, Marshawn as the top line next season. And uh, although Coyle and Marshawn have pretty good success, so maybe you want to go Coyle, Marshawn, and then Zaka, Pasternak, and build around them. Jake DeBrusque, perhaps Taylor Hall if he's still around, rounding up the top six. Still a pretty good top six, but... uh, Zaka would really need to step up in terms of playmaking and defense as well and being willing to go the extra mile in order to suppress the opposition. Of course, Zaka will be with the Bruins next season and for the next four seasons after signing a contract extension. We're going to talk about that here coming up in a moment. But first, a quick word from a new sponsor here on the Locked On Podcast Network, which is Bird Dogs. Now, I got a couple pairs of shorts from Bird Dogs in the mail the other day, and I cannot talk enough about how comfortable they are. They have a perfect fit. You can get specifications like you would get at a tailor, Your, your size, your inseam. The comfort is unbelievable. Stretchy fabric and a lining that just really adds to the comfort uh, in there. Now, uh, go to birddogs.com, check out Locked On NHL, enter promo code Locked On NHL, and they'll throw you in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti style tumbler. With every order. Again, these shorts are so comfortable. They have a stretchy fabric that makes my legs look great, comfier than any other shorts and pants. 
and they give me the freedom to wear one pair of shorts on the golf course to a meeting, date, hanging out with friends. Uh, they're the perfect fit for summer, and you want to check out birddogs.com slash LockedOnNHL. Enter promo code LockedOnNHL, and they'll throw in that free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order. All right, let's get back to Pavel Zaka here on the podcast. And he will, of course, be a Bruin for the next four seasons, signing a four-year, $19 million contract extension during this past season with Boston. It does have some protection in 23-24 and 24-25. He can have a 10-team no-trade list. In 25-26 and 26-27, that goes down to an eight-team trade list. No trade list. He said he's happy that he signed mid-season. He could stop thinking about it, whether or not he's going to be here for longer. He said, quote, it's kind of now my focus, basically getting ready and being even better so that I can help out the team next season more than I did this year. I'm lucky enough to be able to be here for four more years and to do the most that I can to help the team be better. If he lines up at center, he said, you know, he's played there in the past. He played there sometimes this season, and he's going to get ready as though he will be able to contribute wherever he is in the lineup. Connor Ryan at Boston.com posted, uh, an article about Zaka and Coyle perhaps having to step up next season. Uh, Zaka, of course, like I said, ranked fourth on the Bruins with 57 points this past season. And he was arguably at his best when slotting in for Krejci or Bergeron. There were 14 games when Zaka replaced either Krejci or Bergeron in a top six role. And there was only... Two games, or sorry, there was a handful of games where he was kept off the score sheet, but he also had quite a number of points. He had an 82-point pace over a full season at center during those games. 14 points in those 14 games, and 43 of his points came at 5-on-5 play, with only David Pasternak having more points at 5-on-5 which bodes very well for uh, Zaka's future success. Um, He might not have a huge track record in terms of driving play, but if he has Pasternak and perhaps Hall on his wings, those guys can drive play, put him with Marshawn, same thing. And Zaka is well positioned for success because of the strong players that the Bruins have at wing. And because of what he was able to do this season, playing down the middle, filling in for Bergeron and Krejci. Now, if either of those two are back, then you could see him still on the wing, coming in at center in a pinch. He will need to work on his face-off success, and he will need to shoot the puck with a bit more regularity. Uh, But... Full credit to Don Sweeney for taking that swing last season, sending Hala to 
New Jersey for Pavel Zaka. And the Bruins now have two first-round picks from 2015 in their top six as core members of this team. So we can stop talking about that draft now. You lose a first-round pick or you waste a first-round pick, you can always recoup it down the line like Sweeney did this season. Trading a guy who's six years older for a first-round pick from a few years ago, put him in a new situation, give him a change of scenery, and it paid off. All right, that's it for today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins, my friends. I need to go clear the sinuses a bit here. And uh, I thank you so much for tuning in every day. Every dayers can expect uh, a look back at Charlie McAvoy's season on tomorrow's podcast. And we'll have some more fun stuff coming up, including some guests here over the summer. Uh, hope you're all doing well, taking care of yourselves, taking care of each other. Shout out to my Arizona Coyotes friends. Looks like they might lose their team at some point, but we, uh, We'll see how that shakes out and what it might mean for the league overall if and when that does happen. Take care, my friends. We'll talk to you again here tomorrow on Locked On Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day.